Welcome to the Rhode Island School of Design. This is the newest student-led podcast series at the world's leading art and design institution. This is Ristiology. Really, the president of RISD? I really am. I really am. So, anyways, a mother picked up and she said, "She said, you really are the president of RISD." I said, "Yeah." Well, I want you to call in one hour from now, kind of like an apparent voice. I was like, "Yes, ma'am. I'll call back in an hour." On this episode, I sat down with former RISD president John Maeda. We spoke about how the 2008 global financial crisis shaped his presidency, the role social media and Twitter had on his international appearance, and his courage of conviction amidst pushback from RISD faculty and staff. Oh, I'm doing great. Doing great. How are you? Um, I'm doing better. You know, I just got the second shot, so I was kind of out of Ooh, it for a few days. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, good, um, good. It's exciting. Um, so thank you for, for doing this. I really appreciate it. And I know we don't have a lot of time, but um, I'll just jump right in. But okay. I'm super curious about your time here at RISD. And, you know, I think that uh, while you were here, that um, those students have graduated and moved on and there's a, you know, a new set of students that may not know you or may not know, um, what you did here. So I think we're all super eager to hear, uh, what you have to say. And I, I wonder if a good starting point is to just take us back to your, the first day on campus. What was it like? Um, hmm. you know, what were you learning or trying to learn? Um, I think that that's kind of a good place. What do you think? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was such a, I still am such a fan of the students there. I remember someone said to me that one of the best aspects of RISD is the move-in date, where mm. the parents drive in with their cars. And I know under under COVID, you probably can't feel or see that as much on campus, but all the parents come in and they, they drop off their student and they move into the quad. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I want to go do that. Yeah. So I I showed up in a t-shirt and shorts and moved the moved students in, uh, greeted the parents in their cars, and um, and uh, it was fantastic because I I got to know my my customer. Yeah. Both the students and the parents, and I was able to ask like, so why are you why'd you come here? Or and uh, the thing I loved learning in that first day was like nine times out of ten you talk to the parents and they would be saying things like, I, I, I'm not sending my son or daughter here to become an artist. I'm sending them to become an innovator. And it was said with such pride. The second thing was there was this sort of like 
happiness for their son or daughter, this profound mm-hmm. happiness because they felt like this is the one place where they could get to fit in. Mm-hmm. So that was my introduction to RISD and the world. And uh, I think I got a lot of pushback from people by showing up with mm-hmm. um, So I was, I was, there was, there were people who said that wasn't presidential. Mm. But to me, I was like, well, being president means you have to understand everyone. Yeah. So that was my beginning. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered like a month in, I began to understand how admissions worked. Uh, Woods Gary. Right. I would hang out there and I was like, oh, so uh, uh, applications are coming in. So um, we're going to find out like who gets into RISD soon. And that made me excited. Yeah. Yeah. So I asked admissions for the first, um, the, the top 100 that got in or something, whatever, mm-hmm. a list and with, with phone numbers so I could call them up oh. and welcome them to RISD. Yeah. Did they like that? <laughs> well, it was a humbling experience because um, after like the 90th person that I called, mm-hmm. it was a recurring theme. Uh, the theme was that at the time, scholarship wasn't a priority. Oh. Financial aid wasn't a priority. It wasn't a big part of the budget. Right. So I would just hear like, yeah, I've always wanted to go to RISD, but I've, I couldn't afford to go there. So I remember like there was a mother I spoke with and she said, first of all, they thought I was a hoax. They thought I was a marketing stunt. <laughs> <laughs> You're really the president of RISD? I really am. I really am. So anyways, I, I, a mother picked up and she said, she said you really are the president of RISD. I said, yeah. Well, I want you to call in one hour from now. Kind of like in a parent voice. I was like, yes, uh-huh. ma'am. I'll call back in an hour. Because I would call like at 9 p.m. because I was after work. Uh-huh. I, would just, I was in my office and I would call. And anyway, so an hour later, I call up the house. It's like 10 p.m. Yeah. And she says, you called back. I said, yes. Let, let me talk. Let me, let me, let me, get, let me get my daughter. Daughter gets on the phone and she says, I wanted to go to RISD since I was 13 years old. Every uh-huh. summer I would dream of going, you know, one to the to the to the summer program. And it was just mm-hmm. my dream since I was a little girl. And and I, I got in, but uh, another school gave me a full scholarship. Mm. So I can't go to RISD and I'm so sad I can't go. I remember like crying in my office, sort of kind of like mm-hmm. a little broken. Like, well, I thought I was coming to the, like the happiest place on earth where anything is possible. And mm-hmm. something was off. Right. So mm-hmm. from that moment, I gave my own scholarship gift to RISD. Mm. And that enabled me to tell everyone, Hey, I gave a gift. Want to give too? want to be a right. co-investor. <laughs> so, yeah. And so from that moment forward, the financial aid process changed to being much more broad um, and the awards were uh, more scientific. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, th- there was not a lot of math being used at the time, you know, so uh-huh. I brought sort of computational systems, business acumen, and was able to award, I forgot when I, when I left, it was like a, a large percentage. It was like 10% grew to like 80%. We wow. were able to get offers. And so anyways, that's my beginning. That's a great beginning. I love how you got your hands dirty, sort of starting out at the quad. I think that all of that, uh, those memories live in all of our heads. Um, so you came to RISD, and this is right after the financial crisis, right? 
or right in the midst of it. Oh my gosh, I joined the same time President Obama became president. Everyone was so optimistic and the global financial crisis landed. <laughs> oh my gosh. So how did that factor in, I'm curious, to your presidency? Um, well, that really ch changed everything for me. I was brought in to innovate like like a month before I arrived and moved everything to Google Apps. That was slightly controversial, but mm. the email system like would fail all the time. And I thought... It was Novo. It was Novell based backend, so it was it was always crashing, and um, I was like, "That's not good." Yeah. So moved to Google Apps, brought in different players like Square, Etsy, people like that. Mm -hmm. um, I loved Edna Lawrence Nature Lab, and it was really poorly lit. So I got a friend to install advanced LED lighting, and so, uh -huh. anyways, I like brought in a bunch of things quickly which was received negatively because mm -hmm. it was new. Mm -hmm. um, and when the financial crisis happened on top of that, I think people thought that I brought the global financial crisis. <laughs> <laughs> um, this new person, he's got an iPhone, he's like taking pictures, he's like <laughs> podcasting, he's on Twitter, like, you know, he clearly brought the, financial crisis. And, um, so I, 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 I'm not, I, I don't joke in the fact that that's a simple story for everyone to have thought. Right. The simplest story is the one that makes the most sense. Um, so that, that was the beginning, but like I said, I, 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 I loved hanging out with the students. I used to walk around campus, um, in the evening, sit with students, um, just kind of hear what they're thinking. Yeah, that was my thing. Do you think RISD was or maybe still is too stuck on their traditional means or ways of, of teaching? Not at all. You know, I was a big fan of, I forget, Tom Mills, blindfolded crayfish drawings out of charcoal, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and there were, I'm, 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 I'm Bauhaus trained. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. I'm, I'm compatible with uh, foundation studies things like that. But, um, mm -hmm. uh, but I also don't know the advanced stuff, the computation stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think a, a blend was important. So, you know, there were a few things that happened on their own. Um, I, I was able to kind of foster some of that. There were mm -hmm. people who were coming into the program. I was like, Hey, go ahead and do that. That's all right. Really? It's okay. But then again, if you want to carve things out of like, you know, stone, that's okay too. Um, mm -hmm. For a while, I was the MakerBot angel, where mm -hmm. I was buying MakerBots and dropping them off on different professors' doorsteps without an, any clue for where that came from. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Because uh, it had just come out, 3D printing. Yeah. Um, so I would seed, kind uh, of quietly do things. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. think change happens when you're just quiet about it. Was Twitter sort of starting out new and you decided oh, yes. to implement it or...? No, I mean, of course, we all started to think about Twitter now because of the, the uh, president, but. Oh, my gosh. Like when I was using Twitter, everyone, I was vilified for using Twitter. <laughs> there was like this like whole thing in the uh, higher education world where people thought I was some social media freak of some form. But I thought it was a normal way to communicate with a lot of people. Yeah. And I remember like I was at a, a president's conference and a bunch of Ivy League presidents were saying to me, Oh, we know about you. I said, you know about me? 
yeah, you're that guy who's like on all these things. And we're seeing, we're waiting to see if you fail at this. Oh gosh. Um, and I thought, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, you know, that's, it was all good, good data, good learning. Um, yeah. You know, I, actually, you know, an interesting story. Um, you know how there's at RISD? Uh-huh. Um, at RISD was not owned by RISD. Oh. It was, it was owned by a student. Oh, and, really? And then when the faculty voted no confidence in me, I oh. remembered a student came to my office and said, I really want you to keep doing what you're doing. I own at RISD. I want to give it to you. Wow. So it's an interesting <laughs> thing that no one, people don't know. <laughs> it was just kind of a student wanting to kind of show su support quietly. Mm -hmm. And it was mm -hmm. very, it was sweet and important at that time to me. Um, yeah. So the Twitter handle means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I loved hanging out with the students. The parents were always incredible. They were supportive. A lot of faculty were supportive too. Um, mm. But my favorite folks, of course, were the groundskeepers, Joe Mello. Yeah, the, Joe's um, great. Joe, love Joe. Um, everyone on, in food services, I would like, um, I would hang out with them, the dining mm -hmm. services. I would like to serve food once in a while because I want to kind of feel the, you yeah. know, it's, it's like, you know, uh, in, a, in, a, in a university, everyone's important. Right. And I think that, you know, at the time I would see how much the students love the staff. Mm -hmm. And so I spent a lot of time with, oh my gosh, such good people there. Um, but I think it was misinterpreted now when it coming, you know, people thought, oh, you don't care about us. I'm like, no, I care about everyone. You're, we're all, this mm -hmm. is my university. I'm a part of it. Um, mm -hmm. I think there was a, I think there was a, a tendency to balance things towards the hierarchy. But mm -hmm. I was a big believer in the heterarchy that everyone mm -hmm. can make a difference. Mm -hmm. And um, that's how I lived uh, being a president. Um, and it was great. It was one of the most interesting times in my life. I mean, I really value this sense of transparency that you kind of brought to the campus. And um, I'm curious about, I heard, through some past students that you would have these open open hours, open office <laughs> hours for students. What were those yeah. like? I'm so oh, curious. That was so great. Like um, had a Google. So the, the reason why I wanted Google apps is it would enable inter intercommunication collaboration. So it was easy to build like a, like um, a sign up form. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and uh, it was open office hours and people could sign up. They'd show up for 10 minutes and I just hang out with them and they would say what they're saying. And it would be everything from, you know, someone's having a really challenging financial aid situation with their family mm -hmm. to someone has an idea to make uh, more entrepreneurship happen on campus mm -hmm. to someone just wants sort of career advice, you know? Right. And, and that was really, I remember like, um, so like, uh, in my first week there, Rush, I know, what's it, what is it the first week called? Is it Rush Week? No, it's called, what is it week at RISD? Orientation? Orientation week, yeah. yeah. I remembered uh, there were these freshmen that came up to me and said, hey, John, thanks for putting in Google Apps. I said, why? Because nobody would tell us where everybody else is. 
So we just made a Google sheet and crowdsourced everyone put in where they are in the different Oh, wow. Plot. And so to me, it was like, yes, agency, right? Yeah. Like, we won't tell you, but you don't need us. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's that. I loved seeing students take advantage of the tooling, the resources, and just like making the institution their own. I have no idea what we would do if we didn't have Google as a platform. Well, well, I mean, probably it would, it would have been fine, maybe. But um, yeah, like also, I remembered um, when Jack Dorsey came out with the Square, mm. which at the time was a foreign idea. He was at a mm. conference and he was presenting it, and he just printed out like he's just really printed out the first batches. And I went up to him and said, "Hey." can I give these out at RISD commencement? And he said, yeah, sure. So like we set it all up. And so uh, we were the first institution in the world to give out Square at scale. They were like all 3D printed. But I got incredible pushback on it. Like, what is this thing? Like, what is John doing? Like, who would ever need this thing? Um, but I kept doing it. Um, second year, third year. And they were always like, what is this? Who would ever need this? But one of my favorite moments is in the uh, the fourth year. I was walking up to Woods Gary because there was a show there. And there was one professor who was always never happy with what I was doing. And she said to me, <laughs> um, hey, John, I said, what? We're going to have a show in Woods Gary. Ah, I'm headed to that. And, you know, uh, we have a pop-up shop. And, and, and uh, we know you like to shop because I would like, buy all kind of stuff, you know. Um, and she said to me, this year we're taking credit cards. And I said, really? How are you doing that? Well, we use this thing called a square. And I said, what's that? And she said, well, it's a mobile payments device. I said, wow, that's great. Well, see you there. Which is the way things should be is what I'm saying. Yeah. I think change doesn't matter if you did it. It matters that others use it. And so that was my lesson. It was something I enjoyed is seeing little things become their own thing. And um, yeah, I used to spend, I remember sitting out in the quad, 9 p.m. There was a young woman, she was sitting alone. I said, hey, can I hang out? And so we're talking. And she she was a transfer student from BU. Mm. And I used to love talking with transfer students because they knew what it was like to leave somewhere to come to RISD. They, they, they made mm -hmm. a special extra choice. And she said to me, I love being here because when I was at BU, like in the art department, people are like really competitive and like slashing each other's canvas at night or whatever, really competitive. Mm. And she said at, at RISD, it's competitive, but it's in a friendly way. And they were rooting for each other to do well. So that always stuck with me that yeah. RISD, you know, even like a, our RISD, that's something I brought in because I thought it was ours to own together. Hmm. Um, our RISD. And so our RISD felt very special every time I, I had those opportunities. Would you say that's what makes RISD RISD? On the students by far and the yeah. staff that keep it uh, so beautiful, make such delicious food. Um, of course, the faculty are able to teach traditions, but also teach something more progressive. You know, it, it didn't dawn upon me until maybe 
the second year when I used to hang out with Mike Fink, my favorite English professor of all times. I can say that now that I'm no longer there. (laughs) (laughs) But Professor Fink, um, he, he reminded me that, you know, the liberal arts are core to RISD education. Mm-hmm. So it isn't just a skills school. It's a liberal arts school. It's a life school. So I always um, enjoyed that aspect of the education. It wasn't just about um, what you say. It's what others have said for a long time on earth. Mm, yeah. You know, I, I interviewed Mike uh, a few months back and uh, he, so he special. Has, yeah, he he really um, is an awesome guy, and I think Rizzi uh, is going to lose a lot when he ends up leaving. And um, he retired. definitely doesn't. Uh, no, but I mean, you know, eventually, maybe one oh, day. Oh, the Earth. Oh, but he's like he's like a tree, so <laughs> he'll be around forever. Um, yeah, you know, Mike. I remember Mike. Um, even from year one, he was very accepting of me. And when I brought the LED lighting into the nature lab, mm-hmm. he said to me, John, this is like a metaphor for what you're doing. Mm. You're bringing new light to our place so others can see it and we can see it differently. And that, that's typical Mike Fink, right? It's like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's too kind of you to say, Mike. But um, it always meant a lot to me. You know, uh Roseanne uh, has decided that she's going to retire at the end of the year. So I guess I'm oh, curious yeah, as like an outsider, hmm. what do you think RISD needs right now coming out of the, what do you think we need in a leader coming out of um, no, COVID? Mean, well, like when I, when I, when I joined RISD as president, I thought that my job was to find my successor because hmm. I knew it was a special place. And I knew there had to be someone I could find who was a alumna, you know, alumna or alumnus of mm-hmm. the place because it hadn't had that for a while. Mm-hmm. So I remember like when I found Roseanne and, her, you know, the way she could like, you know, manage a classroom and, you know, do what she does. I was like, oh, she, she's the one. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so glad that she's done what she's done for the institution. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's a different place than when I left, so I really have no idea what it needs right now. Um, so I guess I'm curious, uh, what 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 did you end up doing, or sort of after you left RISD? Um, oh, or what, well, what made uh, you sort, and also what made you kind of want to head into a new direction? I was Joe Gebbia. It was Joe Gebbia. Yeah, Joe. I mean, he'd come to campus and. I would like, you know, visit his company and you know, he and Brian, like every year I would visit, visit Airbnb. It was like a, first it's his apartment. Then it's like a building. Then it's like a giant or building. And like, I was like, your company's getting bigger like every year. And he says, yeah, <laughs> Silicon Valley is really important to understand, John. Number one. Number mm-hmm. two, like every time I would, like I loved commencement, but every time I would yeah. shake a student's hand, I wondered if they were prepared for this new world that Joe was in. Mm. And did I know what that world was? And quite frankly, I didn't. Mm. I was, uh, what do you call it, resting on my laurels. But I think that laurels are okay, are okay but rest isn't. 
So Joe said, you know, it's about taking the next step. He would come to campus and tell everyone, take the next step. And I, I realized he was talking to me. Mm. So I was like, oh, well, I'm going to take the next step. I'm going to learn what Silicon Valley is about. I'm ignorant. I need to learn. So uh, Joe was the motivation. And when mm. Kleiner Perkins asked me to join, I was like, oh, well, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I've yeah. found my successor, an alumna. I've activated my succession plan. Um, uh, I'll follow you, Joe. And how was that experience? Very hard, very mm -hmm. hard because I just had a, such a deep connection to everyone there at RISD. Yeah. And to leave that was, uh, oh, and then to go to a, a whole new world of Silicon Valley was like, like everything I thought I knew in tech had changed so much uh, while being mm -hmm. president of RISD. Mm -hmm. It was like Rumpelstiltskin. I was like waking up in tech. I was like, what? You can do that now? <laughs> um, so it was uh, sad to leave my, my friends and my family. And, but um, it was a, a challenge. It's it like foundation studies. It's like, what yeah. do we learn about foundation studies? You have to start from scratch. You, everything you thought you knew, you have to relearn. So right. if anything, that attitude stayed with me. It maybe helped me get through that. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the RISDology podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and may not express the views of the Rhode Island School of Design. RISD is not responsible and does not verify the accuracy of the information contained in our podcast series. The primary purpose of RISDology is to educate, entertain, and enlighten. If you have any recommendations for guests, please reach out to us on our Instagram page. Rizdiology is currently looking for students who are interested in joining the team. If you have a passion for post-production or sound editing, please let us know.